0: The Garage Rapper, episode 189. On tonight's episode, the Manlings are just getting started with the new boxes. Uh, well, they're not new, but they're new for them because they didn't buy them. Who cares? Just, it's not even interesting. You could stop listening now or just shut it because I'm listening to me show.
1: Welcome to the Garage You Tools for the next hour and a half or two hard limit people
0: that's right yeah let's see if we can do that okay here we we'll are I'm setting the timer right here oh, go come
1: on you're I
0: know I can't help myself go for it go
1: for the next shortened length of time or thereabouts we'll do our best to keep you informed entertained and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way bringing you start collectings, all sorts of fishy going ons and what was that I'm Alex Gonzalez,
0: and I'm the guy who has absolutely no games set up at Adepticon. Wah, wah.
1: If you had said you're the guy with no game, I would have bought in that too.
0: I got some game. I got three kids. That proves a little game.
1: It proves three. But hey, that's okay. That's, you know what?
0: That's that's at least two more than most people expected for me in my lifetime.
1: Um, Okay, great topic, great topic. Hard, hard shift. Alright. So, how you been?
0: I got a head cold and a chest cold, and I apologize for everyone for having to listen to me sound like, well, like my grandfather. Except I'm speaking so, English, and not Polish, so it's not exactly like my grandfather.
1: It's all good, you sound proper orky. Oh, great. Or or Yep, yep. As it were. Uh, so, yeah. It'll so be doing? all right. I am ready for Adepticon.
0: Me too. I mean, I don't, you know, so I, I had to cancel out on Batman um, because I haven't been able to get in any games over here. I don't know how to play the game well enough to play it in a tournament. It is not cool to go to a tournament that is not a friendly or something that they expressly said you can come in if you're still learning and, and try to play in the tournament. It's not cool to your opponents, so... I had to drop. Uh, I did manage to get a uh, like a painting class for that day, one of these late uh, installments, mini, you know, small group ones. So I'm kind of excited <laughs> about that. But, yeah, then I'm running the GT. Not running, helping you run the GT, doing whatever you need me to do. And uh, so that's it. I have, like, no games lined up. I'll probably bring an army in case I get a pickup game. But this is my first year at Adepticon that I'm not – signed up for the tournaments, so it's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, it's... I'm still trying to process everything that's coming up. Um, Yeah, I think you're going to be
0: busier than I am. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I just don't believe that we've come this far in two years. You know, it's still not sinking into me that we went from 40 to 190 in the championship, that we have... 140 teams in the team event. That's Um, bananas. I know. So when you think about that, um, because like the 48 championship, hard cap is 256. Yeah. And we've never gotten this close.
0: Hey, it's a good game and people like playing it. And they're going to come out there and we're going to have a good time. People coming from all over. I'm talking to people on all sorts of different social media from all over. It's going to be really cool. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a big, fat time, as it were.
0: Harrison's going to be there with me Friday night, but then he's got to go to work Saturday. So he says he's going home Friday night, later Friday night.
1: Sure. So we've been chatting. Yeah. We should probably thank our sponsors before they decide to pull the plug on this thing. Yes, we should. So, as always, we need to take a moment to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer, which include Unique Gifts and Games.
0: Grays Lake, Illinois. For now.
1: For now. Chaos Orc Superstore.
0: I'm not even doing it today. <laughs> Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore. <laughs> there we go.
1: And Six Squared Studios. For
0: all of your basing and uh, movement tray needs, those are the men. Those are the guys right there. Mm hmm um let's see also we should be thanking our patreon sponsors the people who make up the one percent um let's see we have our associate producer phil elliott our executive producers bradley graham misty tempel and big jake and we'd like to thank our newest sponsors over on patreon peter rasmussen dan warner Irvin armitage evan burr and joe emery thank you all for being part of the one percent that make this show and everything we do possible, I'm so excited. Like uh, getting these sign ups, people coming in, it's uh, it's it's wonderful. Just the outpouring of uh, of uh, kindness from the listeners. It's yeah,
1: amazing. absolutely. And Irvin, if you're listening, get get your brother on this. Come on, get, get, Ever, it's a family effort. Let's go.
0: There you go. Oh, He's a
1: one of the guys that runs the Basement Collective up in Canada. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah. I met him and his brother, who are twins, at uh Canhammer when I went up there for Capital City Bloodbath.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: and they went down to Adepticon last year, and I hope they're coming this year. So
0: yeah, that would be. I would like to meet them if they do. So.
1: Oh, you can't miss these guys.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, I'm not even going to ask. We'll just you can tell me.
1: It's okay. They're good, guys. All right. All right. All right. Um, do we have voicemail, Dave? You,
0: well, of course we have voicemail. We've had voicemail for years, and all you got to do is dial 1-757-GH-SHOW6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW6. Most international callers just dial 00, then 1-757-GH-SHOW6. We did get one uh, voice mail posing an interesting question. Um, hopefully, you have some sort of a good answer or idea, Alex, um, spoilers. Yeah, I got nothing. So um going to put this one on here right now for your listening pleasure.
2: Hey there, this is Mike. I'm a fan of you guys. I'm a new age of Sigmar player. Um, although I am not new to the hobby recently, a games workshop store opened up near me, uh, in Wilmington, Delaware, by the way. Um, I am attempting to kind of help out the local community there, and one of the ways that I like to do that is by building terrain. Um, I've had some experience with this. Uh, new to Age of Sigmar, and I'm having a little bit of difficulties, um, specifically with human structures. Like, well, I have not read too much of the novels or anything like that. I've read one single one, um, the Caradron novel that came out. It's hard to find out what... Humans are like in Age of Sigmar. I kind of get the feeling that they're not really like the typical, you know, English hamlet type people, you know, where they'd have uh, the usual kind of a fantasy type buildings that you would see in standard war games. The limited experience I have, I've read a little bit about like primitive tribes people, you know, and stuff. I know that the Sigmar folks are, have their own kind of grand cities and outposts and stuff. I don't know that I necessarily want to do that. Um, I don't know. Is there? Can you guys, do you have any insight into this? Uh, two armies meet somewhere around. They fight near a human settlement. What does that settlement look like? Or is it like a modern buildings? Are they kind of primitive buildings? Like what, uh, what's their deal? Uh, okay. Thank you very much, guys. Bye.
0: There you go. Uh, thank you very much for the call. Um, honestly, I just always kind of pictured their houses just the same as the empire stuff. Like, you know, like those, like the houses and the chapels and stuff you could build, except instead of St. Carl Franz all over it, it's got, you know, Sigmar on it.
1: The thing that gets me about the setting is that it varies so largely from realm to realm as far as what you're wanting to build cause he mentioned the overlords of the iron dragon book, which is set, I believe in the realm of beasts. So it is going to be more primitive. It's going to be more primal, like tribe folk type buildings. Um, whether that's houses made of, uh, leaves or similar stuff to like, uh, Inca type arrangements. I'm not hundred percent sure, but like even in the realm of metal, uh, it's mostly underground type because it's hard to live on the surface from what I remember.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that? that's a good point.
1: The other thing to keep in mind is that with the exception of the established cities, which are like the high fantasy type um, environment, and if you're looking for suggestions for that, uh, I would strongly suggest Idiot Secrets because it is set in one of those type of environments. Uh, to give you a better idea of what, like, established civilization is, like, outside of Azir. And he's saying he's wanting to avoid that, but realistically, when chaos swept through, they kind of knocked everything over.
0: Yeah. Like, when I read City of Secrets, I pretty much pictured the cities, like, from the old world, or the world that was, Um, you know, the The difference being that there were some of these really fancy, like the you know the place where the stormcasters were staying, looking over the city. But I I just kind of pictured the human settlements like much like the human settlements that we're used to, like in these cities, you know, unless you got some specific. Uh, you know, like I know in the realm of death, I still picture the people who live out there. You know, the simple folk who bury their families upside down and, and in chains are still out living on farms, like we would picture a farm. Um, you move into the cities, you know. Now they're full of necropolises, but they're just, you know. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, you picture Transylvania or something like that. I was like, oh, that kind of works for it, you know. Um, yeah,
1: I think more like it's a high fantasy Game of Thrones. Like the buildings are a lot more over the top. They're a lot more spectacle than Game of Thrones, plus they have all the weird comings and goings with, like, the spiders in Excelsis. Um, So that's kind of what I'm expecting, a lot of, like, interconnected, gilded buildings for the rich quarter. But if he's talking, like, out in the fields, I'm imagining most of it being ruin, with the exception of, like, small hovels and outposts. Like,
0: that's possible too.
1: I mean, it kind of is what
0: you make of it. There's so much unexplored yeah. area, but
1: yeah, and there's only there's like even in like the realm of life, there are Dwarden and orders of men living in the roots of trees. So,
0: yeah, that place not, that place looks like uh, what do you call it? Like like something from the Hobbit, like Elrond's land. I almost picture it.
1: Yeah, it does kind of remind me of Rivendell. Um, There you go. I mean, (laughs) realistically,
0: I must be. It's
1: whatever you think looks cool is creative, and you can put it together. Like human settlements outside of like the free cities and a few other things, I'm imagining is mostly ruin or like low grade hovel. Realistically, because again, chaos comes through, and they just knock the stuffing out of almost everything.
0: Yeah, so. indeed.
1: In in Realm of Death, like there are flesh-eater courts living in old castles. We saw that in Lord of Undeath, which is one of the Black Library books. Yep. So, I mean, there's really kind of no limit. It's just your imagination and what you can think of.
0: Yeah, it's literally but whatever you the- like. Whatever you like will fit a realm somewhere.
1: Yeah, and the new Azerite Ruins kit that came out that we'll be talking about here in a few minutes probably give you a good example of what you're really looking at for what these cities used to look like. So, just thoughts.
0: I got an Azerite Ruin right here in my hand.
1: You punk.
0: But yeah, I saw it. I ordered them up. I mean, it looks pretty cool.
1: They don't look pretty cool. They look amazing.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I buy like a lot of... Ter- I have... I buy a lot of this GW terrain. I like the aesthetic of it. I kind of get like one of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, my forty k table is almost all that Mechanicum stuff that came out last year. Like it's just yep. a ton of that stuff and and Prometheum pipes and stuff. I'm like, oh, I like this look. Boom, let's buy it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that's yeah, it's kind of it is what you make of it. But there's a lot of things I really like. I was looking at, like I don't know. I I read books and I still don't really have a. A vivid picture of just that average everyday poor Joe, dude, and what he does. Mm-hmm. But that—that's what we got. So listen, I wanted—I want to throw one little thank you out there before we go to a commercial break. So uh, we got an email from uh, a listener named uh, Keith Ribbons. It was a really nice email, and uh, he does three D printing custom name plates. So um, he may send you and I some for our uh, our little. Gangs or armies or whatever, if we need them, he just kind of offered. That's out of the kindness of his heart. So we have to figure (laughs) that out after the show. Um, Plus, he did he did some animation on Star Wars, I guess, and uh, he's glad I liked it. And I, you know, he's waiting for us to hear the 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 thing we recorded for Garage Gamer with Heather and I, which I think should be released by the time this comes out. It got late, and then I wasn't going to release it at all. And then now that the Last Jedi is coming out on video. I'm like, eh, what the heck? Just put it out. Listen to it. Don't listen to it. Whatever. At least it's out there for those who are interested. And there right there is just an amazing endorsement of the show. But uh, I just <laughs> oh my God, I am so medicated right now. I just wanted to thank Keith for the email and that we will definitely uh, get in touch with him and get some cool custom nameplates for the uh, for our armies which would be nice
1: absolutely excellent
0: so uh, okay that's it seriously uh, we gotta take a break Yeah, uh, and we're gonna come back with the na- Garage Hammer News Network <laughs> goodness and the Toolbox uh, just a moment we'll be back
1: And we are back with the Garage Hammer News Network So much stuff coming out Yeah, so One second
0: So much stuff already out
1: yeah, we got all of the snakes and all the daughters of Cain stuff finishing up.
0: Those models oh, really are big release. Those models are yes, st- they are stupid good looking. GW is yeah. kind enough to send me one of the Snake Lady kits, and uh, wow, They're, I mean, they just they just look so good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, oh, that's the kind of stuff that I look at it, and I'm like. Wow, I bet you if ah, if I had him, I, you know, I bet ya I could talk Christopher into playing at least trying it, because dark elves were his favorite, and mm-hmm. he always wanted to play. He loved playing his witch elves, but he would never play them against me because I was playing dwarfs. And he's like, "Nope, that's dumb." But uh, he's got a lot of witch elves, and he could add a few of these snaky people. And this is oh, this is so nice.
1: Yeah, I'm much more a fan of the. Mast head for them than I am the normal quote female head for them. Oh well, yeah. I think it's just more dramatic and definitely gives them a more frightening appearance as opposed to oh look I'm an elf. That's a snake. <laughs> I, I don't I don't particularly care for it. But it's the same thing with the canary, the harpy ones. I don't like their unmasked faces. Oh, I prefer the mask faces.
0: I I actually don't mind them as much. And I generally don't like a lot of the faces you get. The faces for all the free people always—they just look like someone hit them with a bat. Uh, a lot of the times, like they look
1: confused. That's accurate. And that checks that, out.
0: Yep. Uh, but the 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 elfish faces, I think, look a little. They look a little better.
1: Yeah, they are a lot cleaner, and they've yeah. definitely gotten better with their sculpting of females in general. Yep. So, I think this release definitely proves that they've come a long way since the Madonna days of Sisters of Battle. Right. So.
0: And that Marathi model is just fantastic. Or Models. Models. Are just fantastic.
1: Yes, they are. Stupid crazy. I'm anticipating we're going to see a lot of them at Adepticon. Yeah. Um,
0: Or at least a lot. Yeah, a lot of of daughters of Cain. Yeah, they're they gonna be popular I, I was reading the book today. I finally just got sat down. And I read through most of the fluff. I mean, the lore. Oh goodness, I'm still using that stupid word. And uh, I was really enjoying the lore. And then I got to some of the rules. I'm like, wait, what? Like you can make them do what? Like get how many attacks and get on the rend and then and then how many pluses to hit on them? Like, uh, like wow, it just. I just, you know, like I said, just from looking over the rules, I'm like, these guys are going to be like a blender when they get in. I mean, yeah, they got bunk for an armor save, but who cares if you hit first with 800 attacks?
1: Yeah, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, they're definitely a very synergistic army. And the only real curveball to that army is just how expensive it is to play. Yeah. So... That, is, I mean, not, a, that certain... is not
0: an entry-level cost for an army. It's one of the more expensive no. ones.
1: But in any event, we'll come back for that down the road. So they released the video that they're doing all the stuff for Gamma. They put up that post, and they kind of tease what they're doing with Adepticon. Um, as far as I can tell, because they're talking that there's more coming at Adepticon, and I, I don't know, but they talked about a lot. So the easy stuff... There's a new Tau book coming for
0: 40K. Yeah, I'm picking mine up tomorrow. Great. It'll be out by the time the episode's out, because uh, we're recording early, folks, because Alex has a lot to do for Adepticon, so we actually just yeah. put out the other episode a couple days ago, so...
1: Mm-hmm. So, we've got the new Tau book coming. No new models for that, as far as I know. Um, and then we've got a new Necromunda gang, which is the House Van Saar, and... I was actually really disappointed with these. I don't know about you.
0: I didn't get a really good look at them. I'll be honest with you. Um, I just <laughs> there's so much coming. I'm like necro. Okay, Necromunda scroll, Blood Bowl team. Okay, what is this? Okay, Shadespire stuff coming. Okay, Deepkin yeah. coming. Like Necromunda just was so low on the radar. I just kind of skipped past it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the House Van Star guys. When I first started playing Necromunda, were guys in like chem suits, and they look... They reminded me a lot of the Doom suits. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they went a really weird direction with them. So, I mean, they look... They're great models, and I'm sure they're much better in person, but just not for me. Um, and then we got the new Blood Bowl teams. this is the Doom Lords. It's the Chaos Blood Bowl team. And... I'm not sure how I feel about the big hulky guys, but the gores in that kit are amazing. <laughs>
0: They're so good. That's the one, when I play on the computer. When I play the Blood Bowl on the computer game, I like. I play Chaos. I like it. Mm. They're no good at a tournament because they have like almost no skill packages to start off with.
1: Yeah, they are a league building yes. type crew.
0: But once you get them going, because they can pretty much do almost anything. Once you get them going, they're brutal. Mm-hmm. I love playing with them. I really like mm-hmm. that set a lot. Eighth Ed's getting Kill team. I'm excited about this. I liked Kill Team for Seventh Ed, and then like as soon as I got a as soon as I bought it from U G G and started playing it, it's like, Oh no, eighth edition's gonna come out. So you can do all these rules are getting scrapped, so Mm. I was disappointed. I'm glad they're coming out with rules for now because that's fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then they've got a new box set coming out, which I thought was kind of weird. And Adaptus Mechanicus and Necrons in the Forge Bane set.
0: Wasn't expecting those to be the two in the – like when they announced there's another set coming out, Admech and Necrons was not what I was expecting. That's a nice set though.
1: Yeah, that is a lot of value. For not very much investment, comparatively speaking. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you wanted to get get a, get started on a small set of either of those, you could do a lot worse than getting this set. It looks really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then we have the final two Shadespire crews of the original eight promised. We have a new corn bloodbound, which is Magor's fiends. Yep. So that's three Blood Warriors and a Fleshhound, which is an amazing plastic sculpt. BT-dubs. Just want to throw that out there.
0: Oh, that looks, no, it looks great.
1: Yeah. And then we have the Farstriders, which are the Vanguard Hunters for the Stormcast Eternals. And they all have crossbows.
0: I wonder if they can actually shoot
1: wouldn't surprise me I mean
0: yeah it wouldn't yeah that's the, that's a whole new mechanic being in, in you know put in the game
1: yeah there's some guys they that would have just have shooting. a
0: long I mean it would be the same as everything else it's just their attacks would have a much longer range like three or four probably
1: yeah so we'll just have to see how it goes but the models are pretty good for the stormcast no I found the blood warriors a little repetitive compared to like regular blood warriors so, I don't
0: know. Well, they already did the Bloodbound. So bringing in the Blood Warriors, I was just like, you know, okay. I mean, they did the the. I mean, it's, it is another corn Bloodbound set. I was surprised that they that they did that. These are the two, you know, the two basically the same from the same factions that the first two came from. I was surprised if you're doing eight that you'd repeat two.
1: Yeah, but given yeah. the back and forth with Stormcast and Bloodbound, true. And however from what I believe I'm pretty sure they're gonna be playing very different play styles than the other parts so.
0: so now these two this is the eight so we should have all 427 cards or whatever by the time these two sets come out is that the plan I don't know because if we don't then there's got to be more armies coming because probably you, yeah I mean I, I'm just curious because you know I keep hearing that the last two armies I'm like wait are they gonna do a I mean, are they going to do uh, under Warhammer Underworlds someplace other than Chainspire, or and they just you can mix and match, or you know, I would
1: yeah, I well, would hope there's going to be more than goes. just
0: yeah, I would hope there's more going to be more than just this eight and it ends. I mean, not that I need to come out this quickly. I barely get to play with the ones I have. Mm-hmm. Although I do like playing with the. Uh, with those Fire Slayers. They're nice looking models and it's fun to play.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And then we have the Azerite Ruins, which we just talked about. Awesome yep, yep. terrain kit. And then we've not seen anything yet for them. Um, we should be seeing them in Adeptagon. The, the so. deep kit.
0: Yeah. So, and this just got like a a passing mention in Daughters of Cain. But so, um, basically, these are some of the elf spirits that were freed from Slanesh by Tyrion, Teclis, Malarian, and Marathi. Uh, These Mm -hmm. are some that Teclis got and tried to put them back together in some semblance. And they basically were like, snap, later, and took off into the ocean. Mhm not to be seen from again.
1: Yeah, it's a little more than that. Um, and when the full uh, lore description of what these guys are comes out, um, we'll definitely be covering that because this is this is something we haven't had since overlords, which is like a full new race. Yeah. Cuz Magikin was something we've had, but they updated it same with death Daughters, yes, we got a lot of new units for daughters, and they redefine the faction. But this is a brand new.
0: Yeah, we'll probably mix. be covering this one pretty much right when it comes out. Like,
1: yeah, we should. The,
0: speaking of which, you know, we put up the poll last episode, and uh, I want to thank all the people, all the Patreon patrons who messaged me, and some other people who emailed. Um, but the Facebook, uh, is, we got a lot of more than I expected. I mean, like, something like, I think like 10% of the people who are signed up for the site actually voted, which is actually a pretty good percentage for a poll sitting on a Facebook page, you know? Um, and the the listeners have overwhelmingly said, look, we listen for the lore, not necessarily, we like the tactics, but, you know, um, in fact, several people sent emails saying how much they do like your addition to the show because you add that tactical side, uh, and you know your stuff, um, but they're like, but we really listen because you guys love the, the lore. So basically the consensus from the audience is don't worry about rushing to get it out. Just get it out when you're comfortable with it and you know you're going to do a good job with it. Which is kind of exactly what I wanted to hear. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the pressure's off. Nobody expects us to put it out within the first, ep- you know, within one episode of it dropping. Um, You kind of feel like people do. Like... I'm excited for the new stuff. I assume everybody else is, but, you know, they can hear about it any time as long as we're putting in the effort and doing the kind of things we've always done. So thank you to the listeners for um, telling me what you telling uh, Alex and I what you think, and uh, we have heard, and now we're working on it, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a total digression. I'm, I'm so excited for this, this uh, just to see what this is, to see what they've done. Knowing that it's something completely new, not just, uh, uh, you know, it's not just reworking it into the frame of Age of Sigmar, like, you know, they're not getting, like you said, Daughters of Cain, they're not getting uh, Flesh Eater corded. This is
1: totally new. Yeah, and this was the first book that we were involved on from the ground up uh, with the AOS USA team for Playtesters. so this one holds a special place. Uh, uh, for those of us, are you had starting
0: it. an ale farming now, Alex?
1: I maybe. Oh, but may seriously,
0: be. I thought yeah. you were going to say no. I was. I mean, you might not have heard the mock and and uh, the and the and the taunting in my voice, but oh, it was no, there. I heard
1: it.
0: Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Really. They, I'm actually worried because I don't know what it's going to look like. But Harrison loves his elves and. He's been talking about playing, and I'm wondering if this is the thing that'll push him back, and then he'll be like, "Dad, you got to help me get these things."
1: He just might. Oh wow! Oh. So, and we'll—I'm hoping we'll see him at Epticon, but this has a little bit of a sentimental place. So,
0: did they say when it was coming out in the in the drops? I mean, I first—I I keep hearing, I keep seeing on social media, Soon. April. I don't know. And so, okay, so they did not announce a date, though. Like for the, as far as they I always know. announce the pre-order date, which is you know, there's no such thing as pre-order. You're ordering it. I mean, it's but that's, especially
1: this, but yeah, any event. So no, we've got them coming out, and it's going to be awesome.
0: I, I'm I'm not kidding. I am really excited. Like oh, surprise, surprise! I'm excited for the new thing. Um, I'm not running out to buy it because I've got my one month rule, which I've you know i still after a month I I go out and buy stuff that I don't need in fact I'm I'm doing another purge. Um there's there's, there's some news for you. I'm purging out uh, at least two of the armies that I purchased in the last year and that are still all in their shrink wrap because nope. I realize I'm never going to get to them and if I ever do I'll just have to buy them again and just call myself stupid but um if I you know I'm still trying to get rid of the last not get rid of but finish the last of my my stormcast. I got like six boxes of stuff left for those. You know, all all the basically all, everything that came out in that last wave. You know, the chocobo riders and the gunners, all of that's undone. And I've been, you know, well, we can talk about that in the toolbox, whatever. But uh, so excited for the new army. So excited. Can I say it again? That I'm excited. Did I? Did I? Are you getting the feeling that I am revved up for this? No. All right, smart guy. Let's see, I am guy. smart. <laughs> I know you are so smart. S M R T. Is that all the news? I think so.
1: Yeah, at least right now.
0: All the news. There could be the more. Um, oh, I do have some uh, one last bit of news, and this is just show news. Um, so UGG, as we all know, is closing. Uh, I don't even like, their lease is up at the end of April. And I don't know. Like, there's not a lot of stuff left. Everything's like sixty percent off, except a few items that that they're keeping at, at a slightly smaller discount. Um, but like almost all their their miniature stuff is gone. The only thing they've got a ton of, literally a ton of, is War Machine because nobody's buying that crap. Even at sixty percent off, it's not going. Um, most of the board games are gone. Almost all the role playing stuff is gone. I'll be surprised if they if they need to stay up until the end of April. So, um, this is probably the last episode that they're going to be sponsoring. Um,
1: mm.
0: However, our good friends in Traverse City, Michigan, Wayne Barry, um, has expressed interest, and I have spoken with him, and it looks like the TC War Room will be uh, taking their spot as a show sponsor. And, uh, as the friendly local gaming store, it may not be local to me, but it is local to somebody. Um, they will be the, the new game store sponsoring the show. And I'm really happy to have them on. Wayne's a good guy. We've been friends for years. Um, and I talked to him about it and he's, he's excited to be a part of it. So we'll be doing, you will have new commercials and stuff like that for them. Probably doing live read until Wayne tells me exactly what he wants, but we'll have Mm -hmm. new commercials soon. Can you
1: believe it? I can.
0: <laughs> good, good. It's Wayne's true.
1: a good guy, and he, from what I understand, he runs a very tight ship up at the TC War Room. So, if you're in the area, or at least follow him on Twitter or anywhere else, Wayne's a good guy to buy from.
0: You ain't wrong. No, you ain't. All right. So, uh, why don't we jump into the toolbox? Brought to you by Casework Superstore. Casework Superstore. KSR Superstore. KSR Superstore. KSR Superstore. Thank you. What hobby have you been doing?
1: Uh, been it's doing a Star Drake. you doing a Star Drake? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I suffer really badly from big model intimidation. So this <laughs> has been fun. You nope. Know?
0: Do I get points for my internal sensors working this time and not just blurting out the, the 50 completely inappropriate things that I thought of? Oh,
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah. Okay, good.
1: Whatever. Ahead. <laughs> <Anyway>. So. <coughs> you're killing me! Uh, okay. You're killing yourself.
0: Uh, I'm trying. Uh,
1: so, I've got the wings done. I've been following the Duncan Rhodes painting guides for all of the parts and pieces from Warhammer TV, or the Warhammer YouTube videos, all the yeah. painting guides. So, I've got the wings done. And the skin and the scales, I'm working on the horns and the basing right now. And then I'll be starting into the metals and the rest of that, like my uh, Stormhost coloring. So I have to try to get that done by the end of April for the Brew City Brawl and then onto the South Coast. So it's going to be tight. And I may have to try to get two more Fulminators done in that time frame, too. So we'll just have to see how it goes.
0: Very nice.
1: Yeah, this is a big son of a gun.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's huge. I've got on. Oh, I haven't even. Fin- I haven't even built it all yet. I've looked at it. I'm like, nope, not doing this until I figure out how to. What, like, because it's going to have to go into sub assemblies and stuff like that, so I can get to everything painted.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. I hate sub assemblies, but I've become a fan of sub assemblies. If you know what I mean, like. The stuff gets painted so much better, but boy, is it such a big pain in the keister.
1: hmm
0: And you can't even play with it before you're done because the guys, you know, the space marines are not putting the arms on or guys without their shields on. It's like, ugh, come on. But it looks better yeah. when you're done. It really does.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially for a big model like that where the wings take up so much real estate. Yeah. When you're trying to get in there with a brush. And there's so much detail that the wings cover anyway. But if you don't paint them, it's going to look weird.
0: Right. So. No, exactly.
1: But we should have him done. I would imagine. Well, it has to be done by Brucey. It's just whether or not I get the other two fulminators done to go with it. So.
0: Gotcha. We'll
1: have to see. So
0: is that, has that that been all? Even well, I mean, it's like been a week since we recorded last. So yeah, it's probably yeah, already. it's
1: not been too much.
0: All right. Uh, what have I been doing? Um. So I got some milliput. Because I tried my green stuff, and I don't know if my green stuff is just getting old, or if it's really hard to roll it out. But I was, it was, I was rolling out these bases, and it was just like I was using a lot of green stuff for not a lot of bases. So um, I bought this milliput. Uh, it was suggested to me, mashed up. I bought two bo- two boxes of it, and uh, you know, did it one half a box at a time. And I got one of these rollers from uh, Green Stuff World.
1: Yep, they're so good. They
0: are. Uh, now, Milliput gets a little sticky, so I kind of baby-powdered it before I rollered it because if you roller too hard, and especially, there's such fine detail on this that it, like, it gets stuck in there. So mm-hmm. after I – I actually took wax paper, put it on top, and then ran the roller over that so it was almost – so that the, the little rubber grommets on the edge were almost down to the tile so that it was flat enough that I wasn't just mooshing it. It was almost at that height. Then I powdered it, then I did that last roll that only had to press it down enough to make the indentation, you know, make the pattern, but not really just shoving it and mashing mass quantities out of the way. Um, Those two boxes of Milliput got me something like well over, I think I got 130 bases out of it. The 25 mils. Yeah. Yeah, my 25 mil bases, I've got like, now with the green stuff ones and those, I've Got almost a hundred and fifty. So um, that's
1: just your skeletons. That's a good start.
0: That's my skeletons and my grave guard that I have right now. Okay, uh, I did take the bases off of them. I mentioned it on the last show, so I have sixty skeletons off the base uh, and forty a grave guard, I think off the base. Um, I want to start. P- Here's I. I got a dilemma because. A lot of times you just glue stuff to the base, but I want to paint these bases up nice, and I want to paint the models nice, and I don't want to – I don't like mess – you know, when you're trying to get those base parts on – you know, I don't like overlapping from between the base. – I'd rather just kind of paint the base separate than put them on it, but then you're painting them, you don't want to – I just – I don't want to mess this up, you know, like I've got enough models where I do like sort of a crummy job um, – in fact, one of the things I always do is I just glue them to the base and then I paint them and then, then I put down all that, you know, Sterling Battlemire or something like that so it'll cover up any any base I might have painted. But here I'm not going to have that. I'm going to have a painted textured base and then a painted model. I'm not 100% certain like when to glue it or what to do. I literally started taking, I, I bought more skeletons because, you know, smart. And uh, I, this week I've been putting, together, I just started putting together the skeletons um, with spears, because I don't have any with spears, so I'm doing some skeletons with spears. I figured it'd be good to have one unit of those for some variety absolutely, and so what I've been doing I've taken the wood glue i've got, and I thin it down a little bit, and I like brush just a little bit on their feet and put that on the regular base, so that way when i'm done i can I can kind of get them off without ruining the paint or you know messing up the feet and then I'll put on the the customized base that I made. That's that's what I'm thinking. You know, I'll put that on the regular 25 mil plastic base and then put them on that. Okay. But uh, I just don't want to mess this up. Like I want this to look nice. I don't know when, and I'm not rushing it because I don't. You know, I don't go to tournaments. So I never get out of the house. But I I don't I don't I don't want to go too slow. But I I want it to look really nice, and so that's where I'm I'm sort of. I'm at that stage where I'm like I'm I'm nervous about the next step because this is the thing that could, I don't want to screw it up. But I'm kind of excited going back and painting some of this. If this stuff looks good, these skeletons with the spears, I'm going to have to go back and repaint all the other ones to match them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's what I did. Uh, seriously, that's that's all my hobby was. I did that. I didn't actually do much hobby this week. Like I did a whole bunch leading up to the recording of the show, and then like three days afterwards, and then. Uh, I've been editing this, and we recorded after Eleanor, and I edited that, and I edited the Garage Gamer, and that's what I've been doing, just editing shows, keeping that in the book, writing it all down. So that's it for my hobby. Have you gotten any gaming in, or are you just constantly prepping now, between now and like next week?
1: It's prep mode from here on in. We did have a Spire game day at the friendly local store. Uh, at Black Dog Hobby and Game in Love's Park, we had a good sized crowd show up. Um, but that was the last bit of gaming that I did was doing some demo games of Shadespire and playing with some people that are just getting into it. So, it's
0: such a good game,
1: it is. So, but no, that's really about it.
0: I uh, last, I think last time. We recorded, I told you I had played Star Trek Ascendancy with uh, Harrison and Christopher. Yeah. And we played again since then. I won. I was very excited. Uh, the game takes several hours. So, like, you know, winning is, is you know, it's like, oh, oh, hey. Um, it's it's. I think I'm going to do a garage game around this game. Christopher's coming over tomorrow. We're going to play again. Like, Harrison gets excited. He's, like, staying home on a Friday night instead of going out with his friends because he wants to play this really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen this game?
1: No, because it's Star Trek.
0: Oh, you don't like Star Trek.
1: I'm not a Trekkie. I just never got into it.
0: the The game mechanics on this I'm just gonna be really quick. Like when you start off a three player game with the basic box set, you can be the Empire, the Romulans, or the Vulcans, not the Vulcans, the Klingons. And you literally make a triangle. you have each you each have your home planet and you put them on the board. it's a three foot by three foot board. You put them eighteen inches apart, like in a you know equilateral triangle, right? And then that's your board. And there's a big stack of of, of little different length lanes, almost like if you're measuring out in Star Star Wars the different speeds, you know, or, or distances on those things. And then you have extra planets. And so when you explore, your ship goes out. You roll to see how far you go out, and that de- determines how long of a piece you get. You attach that to your planet, and then you randomly flip from this stack. Boom, and you see where you go to explore. So every time you play, the board is different because uh, you can still shift things around on the board between these little warp lanes and where the planets are until you get two things connected. Once two things are connected to a, a planet, it doesn't move in. again on the board. It doesn't shift, but until then, you can kind of shuffle it around on the as long as it is connected to the other thing by that by that little uh, warp bar. It's that alone makes the game so. Every time we play, it's something vastly different. You never know what you're going to get. It's not all the you know. It, it winds up looking completely different every time we play. So your strategy mm-hmm. has to be fluid because you never know if you're going to get planets that have exactly what you need or if you're kind of going to get stuck and get things that uh, that are a little rough to run through. So it's a, it's an amazing game. It's really fun, uh, and it helps get Barnett over here to play games. So that right there as a bonus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you got any other? No. Me neither. Uh, I'm reading. The only thing I'm reading is for After Eleanor. I'm so behind on my AOS reading. I haven't read the Caradron Overlords book. I haven't read the Spear of Destiny or Spear of... S- Shadows. S- that's it. Thank you. I was thinking The Pick of Destiny, but that's...
1: That's the tenacious D, and we don't need to talk about
0: them. Uh, And I bought that Nagash book, the one that was only released like in Warhammer World, and now it's available, you know, for you, the normal Joe. Uh, I grabbed that uh, just the other day, so it's like now I have three books I have to read, and so that's pretty sorry. I'm so, Uh but
1: that's yeah. I picked mine up this weekend.
0: You did excellent. So if we do, I picked it up. Oh, you're picking it up this weekend? Okay. Well, once uh. Once we both get it read, we can uh, maybe talk about that because those books are always fun. Hey, did I read right? Is Graham McNeil going to be an Adepticon?
1: He is.
0: I'm gonna have to go talk to him. We're you- talking. We're talking about the Thousand Sons book right now, and I am so, I'm so loving that book. And Greg and I were just going over some of the really. He, he, he's he's good. Like, and I'm not just like he among the Black Library authors. He's good, but he does a lot of cool stuff. And the some of the like just you know okay english teacher mode goes in the, the, these literary techniques that he uses when he's writing the little the little ways he puts stuff together that i it's like wow this is really this is fantastic like i just i i enjoy them so i enjoy his books so much i, I may have to go stop by and, and get him to sign one of my books or something
1: i'm sure he'll be there doing that
0: all right cool hey listen let's break again and then we're going to come back with our main topic which is getting started yeah. Getting nuts. Alright, getting nuts. Coming back. We'll be back I again. I had pistachios today. Ah, I had raw almonds. I da did da We are back, back with getting started, and I don't mean just getting started in the hobby. If you're listening to this, you probably already started in the hobby. Um, oh, I got a side story about that. Hey, remind me to tell you about my GoDaddy experience when I changed over to the better servers this week. Hey, sorry everybody, they didn't tell me when they switched over the servers and switched the names. That like a lot of podcatchers will just assume it's a ho- all of it's new. Mm-hmm. And so today I was getting messages from people being like, what just happened? I got like a hundred of your ep- your past episodes started downloading onto my phone. Like all is new. I'm like, oh, what? That shouldn't happen. And I talked to them like, oh, that happens sometimes. Like you didn't tell me that. I would award people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that wasn't my story. But so anyway, so um, Alex and I. We're talking, and we thought maybe going over some of these getting started boxes because people keep asking us, Hey, if I'm going to start an army, should I get one of these starter boxes? And for the money, yes, get a starter box.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: Because they're all good deals. Um, But we figured we just, you know, on, you know, we don't have to do it every single episode until we're done. But uh, sometimes when we need a break from all this book review stuff. We thought it might be fun to, you know, touch down and pick a couple and go through them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Alex, we chose to start with Beast Claw Raiders getting started set.
1: Yeah, we picked Destruction as a good place to start yep. because we've not seen a lot of Destruction come out, so we figured, well, you need to... Spread the love out, and they're a good place to start for the price, especially. Oh, yeah. For these guys, for the money you save with these two boxes. So, we're going to start with the easiest one, which is the Beast Caller Raiders. Uh, now, this one comes with a Frostlord kit and then four Mornfang Riders. Yep. So, five models. Yeah, only five models. But how much is this box worth before the start collecting discount?
0: It's one hundred and twenty three dollars uh, U.S. The Stonehorns fifty eight, and a box of Forewarn Fang is sixty five. So it's one hundred twenty three dollars. So, so you're basically s- saving thirty percent, roughly, roughly thirty yeah. percent for the eighty five dollar box set for this. Uh, that's, I mean, that's really good. Thirty percent off. I mean, that's that's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. And ain't nothing wrong with any of these models having any of these models.
1: No, especially if you are go ahead. Especially if you're playing destruction, or if you are going to play Beast Call Raiders, this is obviously the best place to start.
0: Yeah. Um, now uh, it comes with with the models and a. It comes with a War Scroll Battalion. Just you know, it's kind of like when you bought the starter set for Age of Sigmar. They they came with that mm-hmm. little War Scroll Battalion in the in the box. So basically everything that comes in the box is the battalion. So the battalion is literally five models. But it just gives you a little bonus rule to play with. Now, these don't have any points, do they?
1: No. So
0: this is not legal in tournament play.
1: In match play, it's not. But if you're playing with your friends uh, in, like, a narrative or open play environment, then this is totally legit. Go for it. Because, again, keep in mind, folks, with these releases, they have to appeal to all three levels of play. So... And they threw these in as extra little fun uh, battalions. So, but the problem is you only get those rules if you buy the starter box because they're not on the app nope. or anywhere else. So you do have to buy the box. So uh, for this one, it is Loshar's Frostguard, which is a Frostlord on Stonehorn and a Mornfang pack, which is anywhere between two and I believe six is the high end of the Mourn Fang, but it's oh, all. This I think it's 12. Is it,
0: is it 12? I'm almost positive. I was just looking at it before we got started. Let me let me check my... I got it right in front of me here. Yeah, Beast Claws can go up to 12 in a Mournfang pack. And they're, they're 80 points a model. I mean, so that's, yeah, that's like 9... You know, uh, it's like 960 points if you do that, but for this one, it's literally a Frost Lord on a Stonehorn is what you'd have to make your thing into and then you got four mournfang. I like the little backstory on this. It's it's uh, it's his four largest mournfang riders, one for each leg of the stonehorn. Mm-hmm. And so they're like riding around, riding interference. Each one on a leg. You're not going to go and and knee or hamstring this guy because you got four of these guys just basically circling the stonehorn, keeping everyone away from him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cute little. You know, I like that idea. Um. So, what what do you get if you if you play it this way? What what can they do?
1: So basically, at the end of either player's hero phase, if the Frost Lord on the Stonehorn is within three inches of any enemy units, the Mournfang Pack, if eligible, can immediately attempt to charge one of those units that the Frost Lord is within three inches of.
0: Now, if eligible, that so that I means that has to be legal to do. Like they can't be in combat with something else and just like just charge, charge out of, out of sequence. And, yeah. yeah. But at the end of both pl- any player's turn. Any player's hero phase.
1: Yeah. So if your Frostlord gets in there first and like the Mournfang trip on the way in, you essentially get a second crack at it.
0: Yep. Or if someone comes in after your your Stonehorn, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh okay. Well, I'm going to just jump in right here early in the hero phase cuz you're going to get that
1: charge yeah. Now, that and doesn't Morn mean you get Fang, to
0: attack or anything like that, but you're you're there. You're in you're getting that into getting in combat.
1: Yeah. And for Mornfang they do get a charge bonus for doing mortal wounds. So it is a good thing for them to get a charge on.
0: Very nice. Very nice. I mean it's a small bonus.
1: It is. But it but just shows still... that aggressive
0: nature of this of this group, is you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, now, Now, this um, is 780 points. I'm sorry, if you build it the way it lists it in the book the Frost Lord on a Stonehorn and the Foreborn Fang. You get 780 points. If, yeah. If you decide not to go with the battalion and you build it another way, it might be as low as, I think, uh, about 680.
1: Yeah, 680 would be the cheap end for a Beast Rider set of a Stonehorn or a Thundertusk. Yeah. So you do have some building options here as far as what you want to add to your army. So but obviously for just getting started, you're looking at a character on a big critter. So you could do a frostlord on a stonehorn or a thunder tusk. You could do a husgard on a stonehorn or a thunder tusk. All of those are good options. It's just a matter of the direction that you want to go with the army. And then for the Mornfang, you can build them with either Iron Fists and Culling Clubs or the Gargant Hackers. So you have some good options. It just depends on what you want them to do and how hard you want them to hit. Exactly. So, um, as far as, like, my personal preference, I like the Iron Fist on the Mornfang, and then a frostler on Stonehorn. You just cannot go wrong with that model. The amount of damage output that that model puts out and his commandability is great. So you get a really good start into it because, like we just said, it's like a third to 40% of your army in one box. Yep. If you're looking at a full 2K of Beast Claws. Yeah. No, I
0: I, I like this. Plus, if you're going to stay – if now, if you go to destruction, you can sort of add in whatever you want if you just go with the destruction. <clears throat> uh, but, I mean, the Mornfang are the battle line unit for – for uh, for Beast Claw Raiders.
1: So, yeah, and plus, them and the Beast Riders.
0: Yeah. Well, so, the the Beast Riders. Oh, yeah, that's the right. the
1: regular Beast Riders. There are two guys on the back of them, the non-hero version. Those guys are battle line if you're Beast Claw Raiders.
0: Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you could, you so, could literally have all... Big beasties. Yeah, I forgot about if that. If you
1: wanted to, but with this box, if you built it as two two-packs of Mornfang and a Beast Raider, this is all of your battle line for a Beast Claw Raider's army in one box.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah, so this has a lot of versatility and building options as far as what you're looking at. Or this could be a hero and one big team of Mornfang. The Husguard on Stonehorn is the ability to chain-activate, essentially, a unit of Mornfang after he fights within X many inches of him. So that would also be a good building option to be a Husguard on a Stonehorn to maximize the potential of this box. So you're
0: thinking a lot more than I was. I, I was. I was. I'm doing this. I was trying to keep it so that you were building so that you could keep this battalion together.
1: Oh, I mean, you can do that, too. And
0: like, oh. well, no, I mean, I'm not complaining. Like, you're just throwing out all the knowledge here, and that's good because I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I didn't think about that. This one box and for eighty five dollars, you've got all of your battle line for a two thousand point game. If you just go with the basic dude on on the beast and make mm-hmm. those two units of two. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't even think like that. I was just, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, if you had these two and you had a little bit more. Um, you know that is a frost lord on a uh, thunder tusk, so you could add yetis for core, or not core for uh, battle line, which is uh, you know if you just wanted to keep the points low. There, would you
1: dare say it's cool?
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's so cool. It's hot. Not really. H a w t.
1: Hot. Hot. What's the difference. Yeah. Hot. Yeah.
0: Uh. Now, uh, personally. Uh, I'm a. I don't. I don't do well when it's this elite. <laughs> yeah. When your two thousand point army is like twelve models, I'm just like, oh, okay. So I would be probably going with destruction and adding in some regular uh, ogres.
1: Some regular yeah. gutbusters.
0: Yeah. Going with those. I just. I like them. I like. I mean, you know. I like their. Their basic uh, troops for ogres—it's still going to be a small model count army, but uh, you're looking at that going. I could lay out. I could have you know a a dozen or so of these guys added to it, and at least be able to grab and hold a couple of objectives uh, and not worry about getting moved off so easily. You know, having just a a little bit more uh, bulk on the Mm -hmm. table—I guess you'd say.
1: Yeah, I mean they need—they have a lot of bulk, but they don't have a lot of bodies. Right um, now, I went to Gutbusters too. As far as what I would add to this, except okay. I went for the Grotz.
0: Of course you did.
1: Of course I did, because they're so cheap. They are. In a two thousand point army, you get four thousand—you po- get four hundred points of allies. That's eighty Grotz, like Noblars.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Because there are 100 points for 20. Which is silly. (laughs) So if you're looking for adding cheap bodies to that elite-type army, for 400 points you get 80 models. So that's a pretty good little investment if you want a body count. Or butchers are really a hero addition to Beast Claws. Because they can heal models, they have spells that the Beast Claws don't have. Um, or if you're just looking to get a bigger B-Skull army, buy a second box.
0: Well, yeah. You could t- yeah, that works too. Then you're looking at uh, about f- 1,500 points right there.
1: Yeah, depending on how you build it. Yeah. But you're going to want two packs of Mornfang to begin with just because you do need to start putting stuff on the table that can take stuff off and – Mornfang and Stonehorns and Thundertuss do that really well.
0: Yeah. See, my my list when I added to them with the 400 points was uh, six Ogres and a Butcher.
1: Well, that could work too.
0: That was, I think, that was 380 right there. And that, that adds a nice little punch to it. Uh, and since it's only 400, you still had, like you said, you can do two of the Getting Started boxes and that, and you're just getting close to 2K right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not quite there. Might be able to add in a couple, a little, you know, like, like some
1: saber Tusks, or frost sabers.
0: Yeah, you could you could sprinkle in a little, you know, one extra unit on that. But it's just it's such a good deal. And getting you know, hey, honestly, two two of those big griblies are better than one. Really, in this game, they really can mm-hmm. get in there and smash things up uh you got to play it well because you, what you what you have in sheer smashing power you let, you know that that's the, the balance to having again uh what would that be that would be t- 10 11 that would be like my list would be something like 17 or 18 models
1: yeah you know
0: that's like whoa you've got to be kidding no i'm not
1: yeah, you don't get a lot of model count for Beast Claws, but you do get a lot of punch.
0: Yes, you do. Yeah. You know, you could do a lot worse than that. And, and you know, I am a fan of the Stonehorn and Thunder Tusk. I mean, and I'm not talking about how well they do on the table. The fact that there are four options for each of those, or like three or four options, I think, for each of those. So that kit... You know, you can just keep making it and having a different set of rules, a different thing, um, you know, for however your play style is, however you want to use them.
1: Yeah, it's six kits in one. So you have a ton of options on how to build those things.
0: Yeah. And that's and that's a nice thing because uh, so often you want to take things and double down and it winds up being that same model over and over again. Here you have a variety, and they really do play a little differently. I mean, they're still all big stompy monsters, but there's enough of a difference in their in the way they play that it'll it'll fit to an extent within your play style. It's still within your play style of playing with very few models and punching people really hard in the face and hoping that ends it. <coughs> but uh, I I like it. I think you know it's 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 a great deal and. Uh, it's a fun start. It, like I said, Beast Claw Raiders, is it's hard for me. Uh, simply because it is so few models.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're looking for more, like, specific tips and everything I like that into the Beast Claws, you can go into the backlog and listen to our Beast Claw Raiders review. Um, if you're looking for more specific focus yes, on yes. different expansions and stuff. That is so, true. Pretty- yeah. Do we need to talk anything else about the Beast Call Box? Anything else you should? Anything else you think we should mention?
0: I don't think so. Am I missing something? Are you going? Are you going to spring the the thing I can't think of on me here?
1: No. Oh, you're done too. Oh,
0: okay. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a good kit. Thirty percent off, um, and you you've got some really uh, some wonderfully hard hitting and and some some really nice models.
1: Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, that's, <laughs>
0: who'd have thunk it? I was those Mornfang, really nice models.
1: Yeah, because they were pretty bad. I remember um, loathing
0: them but, when they came out until I saw them in I person.
1: Think, yeah, and the new paint scheme that they put on them definitely fits more than the bear skin that they had on them before.
0: That is very true. That is very true.
1: In any event. And that's a really easy army to get into if you're just a beginner with Age of Sigmar. It hits hard. It's very direct. And, again, it's a very low model count. And a lot of dry brushing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's big spaces. You're not having to worry about getting in for all those fine details. Get that stuff painted up and on the table. hmm uh-huh. I was helping Mikey with his stone or frost, whichever he built. Um, And I just, once he had that base color on him, I'm like, here, just do this. Give me that. And I'm like, drive us, drive us, drive us over the fur. Here we go. Let's get the skin, this tone, this tone, this tone. Throw in a wash. Look, there. How do you like that? He's like, oh, my God. And we painted up all but, like, the the saddle and the fine details. But the actual beast itself was done in, like, 25 minutes.
1: Yeah. It's a good start for new players, new hobbyists to get into the game because it is, simple techniques and you'll learn the basics painting these models and yep. that's all you need to do to really paint them.
0: No, it's 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 golden. It really is. So that's your Beast Claw Raider starter set. I rate this one a very good value. I'm not giving it a number or a grade letter. It's the first one we did. I hate to go and do that stuff. But for 30% off and nice models and tough models um if, if if a low model counter army is what you're looking for you could do a lot worse than this set
1: mm-hmm yeah absolutely
0: so uh, what else did we pick we stuck with destruction didn't we yes we did iron jaws yeah wah, wah, wah.
1: yeah oh no we got to do the rap horn if we're gonna do that but that's okay <laughs> so uh, this is one of the albums that we have to come back to at some point in the near future.
0: I have gotten three separate emails about this, covering this book in in the last two weeks.
1: Like, it doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, people who are excited about this book, like, we're waiting for you to cover it. We know you're going to do a good job with it. I'm like, I hope yeah. so.
1: No. It's a... When they first came out, Like the biggest issue that I had with them was the color scheme. Because I hate yellow. Oh.
0: Plus they look like the 40k orcs.
1: Because of the yellow. Yep. As soon as you paint them in a different color, it's all good. They're sharp. Yeah. Actually, they are quite sharp and pokey. Oh, they are. Um, so in this star collecting box, you get a orc war chanter. Yep. Three gorguntas, which are the big pig cavalry. And then ten Ard Boys. So it's yeah, 14 models.
0: They sell now the Ard Boys normally sells in a fifteen pack. Yeah. But this comes with ten. Which is makes sense since the units are ten like listed as ten strong in, in all the book.
1: Yeah. Now what I'm imagining is that they thinking that you've already bought this box as well as you know, a box or two of Ard Boys, because that'll put you at forty Ard Boys so you can do two units of ten, two unit or two units of ten and a twenty pack, a twenty pack. Um, you have a lot of options with Iron Dogs for your battle line because everything is battle line except for the heroes. If you're playing Iron Dogs Allegiance,
0: yeah, that is true. Now and also, the, I added this up, and this is this is four hundred points. Uh-huh. It's a very it, it's it's. If you're just starting with this set, you're not going with. Um, you're not. You're, this is not a huge. If you're, if you're going with points, this is not a lot. You're going to have to add to it.
1: Yeah, um, but the dollar value savings on this box is ridiculous.
0: Okay, yeah, this is 140 about 145 dollars because you got to figure out two thirds of a box of Art Boys. So about one hundred forty-five dollars for eighty-five dollars. That's about a forty-one percent discount.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're gonna want the pigs and all the stuff that comes in this box anyway. If you're playing Iron Jaws, I and mean, how much are the pigs on their own?
0: Uh, one box of three Gore Gruntas is seventy-nine bones.
1: So for six bucks, you get a War Chanter and ten more Art Boys.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Why would
0: you buy the pig box? No Just idea. Acid. No, yeah. exa- you know exactly. Why would you? And you know, you don't need like you know, you buy two or three of these. Actually, if you wanted to go crazy with the cheese whiz, um, you still won't need three war chanters necessarily. But so what? You got extras? You could trade them off or whatever you want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Or even better, convert them up.
0: Uh-huh, look at you being clever.
1: Yeah, you could easily turn those guys into weird knobs or to uh, like brute champions. Could be an interesting alternative.
0: Now the art boys are like the one hangover from the old models. I mean, you can still use the old models in a straight up destruction set. Don't they have them? I mean, aren't they on the list? That's just the orc boys?
1: Yeah, but that's like the normal orcs.
0: Right, um, yeah. These are
1: Iron Jaws. These used to be the Black Orcs.
0: They used to be the Black Orcs, yeah, I'm saying. but this that worst has ride- gone. Right. That wor- but I'm just saying, everything in this Iron Jaws book is new models, new everything, except for the Yard Boys. They're the old Black Orcs. Yeah. So, now, uh, such, a, such a good price. That's the first thing. Yeah. Now, if you Excellent. want, if you wanted to stay just Iron Jaws after you, oh, you know what? We didn't. We got to talk about the uh, battalion. I totally skipped that. Yeah, we do. Now this is the Iron Jaws a Mob, and that contains with one War Chanter, one unit of Ard Boys, and one unit of Gore Grunters. So there you go. You got your basic minimum for each of these, uh-huh. and the rule is smash them. Fired up by their War Chanter, Smash Boys are always up for a good scrap. Plus one to all hit rolls made for Smash Boys in the combat phase when they're within 10 inches of the War Chanter. Note that if he also uses Frenzy of Violence ability, you would add two to their hit rolls instead. Mm-hmm. And I looked that up and I was just like, wait, so these guys, I mean, depending on the weapon they choose, they're pretty much going to be, if you can get that ability off, they're hitting on twos or threes.
1: Yeah, depending on the unit and what you're arming them with. Um, the And for those that are not familiar, since we haven't covered this in depth, uh, the Frenzy of Violence rule basically lets the Warchanter pick a Iron Jaws unit within 10 inches of them in the Hero Phase. And you get to add one to all hit rolls for that unit in the following Combat Phase. So It only lasts in the following Combat Phase, so you just gotta watch your timing on that.
0: Yeah. But, not that until is the next hero phase. a huge
1: deal. Hitting on twos or hitting on threes is a huge bonus. And then with this extra battalion, as long as they're within 10 inches of him, hitting on twos with all of their attacks, if you hit the frenzy, pretty much. So, yeah, that's pretty all right.
0: Yeah, this this gives them that... Th- this makes them orcs, you know? This <laughs> These guys are in there and just hitting, 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 hitting. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: In for a good scrap. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So you made a good point that you can just buy two or three of these boxes. I mean, honestly, at at, at that sort of a discount, like you said, you'd have six or nine gore gruntas and... um, and all the rest of this stuff You know for free basically Three war chanders A couple boxes of hard boys um, Not bad at all uh, I still think you need something With a, a little bit more Well I, you know what Because I was thinking You buy yourself You know another Another box or two of Ard boys And add that to it But if you're going to do that You know at 53 bucks a box You might as well spend the extra 30 bucks and get the because that's the war chanter right there, and then you get the gore grunts for free, basically, if you think of it that way, too.
1: Mm. Yeah, the other thing that I saw as, like, a possible addition was the uh, Iron Jaws Weird Knob Warband that they came out with at the time of Warhammer Skirmish. Okay. And I'm not sure if this is still available, Um but basically, like if I was building Iron Jaws, it would be two boxes to start collecting. And then two of the Iron Jaws Weird Knob Warbands, which is... Um, in that box, you get a Maniac Weird Knob, five Brutes, and five more Ard boys. Huh. So, for only a handful of boxes, you'd get two Shamans, two War Chanters, six Pigs, ten Brutes, and thirty Ard boys. And then at that point, all you really need is a mega boss or a cabbage.
0: Yeah. Weird knob Band, here it is. Yeah. Still available. One hundred and thirty bones.
1: And that is a pretty good price too, because the chanters like thirty bucks. The brutes are. I forget how much the brutes it are. With, are it comes with.
0: It comes with. Uh, five brutes. Five hard Boys, a Weird Knob Shaman. That's it. Uh-huh. So, how much is that stuff normally? Let's go back. I don't know if there's any special deal on this. Uh, let's see. Brutes are a hundred bones for five. Wait, am I on the right? There you go. On, am I on the right page? Let me just check something real quick. That sounds wrong. No, you know what? That's totally wrong. I um, I'm on. I'm looking. I was looking at something else earlier. Let me redo this. Let me say this over again. I am mistaken. As far as I can be mistaken. Let me look at this again. I was on the wrong country.
1: What, it, what country are you on?
0: Uh, New Zealand.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Don't scare people like that.
0: Sorry. Let's do that again. The Weird Not War Band is 65 bucks. Damn. Okay. That's so you a get, lot better. Now, five brutes is 50 bones, right? Mm-hmm. So you got that right there. And then... Uh, it said five hard boys. Yep. Which is a third of a box, which is about 15 bucks. So that right there. And then you get the, sh- the weird knob, uh, Shaman, who's $33 for free, basically. Yep. So let's see. That's what he said. 16 and 33 is 49 plus 50. It's $99 worth of stuff for $65. Another really good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 35% off of that. So, uh, yeah, that's not a bad ad. That's not a bad ad. That and a Cabbage, and boom, you're there, aren't you?
1: Yeah, so that's a War Boss on a Maw Crusher, for those not familiar with the lingo. Um, (laughs) Or even just, or it's a Mega Boss on a Maw Crusher. Or even just a Mega Boss on foot is a good option, too. So you've got a pretty good, like, full, like, from one box... You add a couple more, and you're already at a full-scale army, and you've saved quite a bit of money, which is no small feat.
0: Yeah, this is really not bad at all. I mean, and this is if you want to stay pure Iron Jaws. Obviously, they can... they can. Uh they can ally in, and I think you can still get some grots and things like that in the army if you want. But if you want their, their, their big, brutish, heavy hitters, um, this is a really good deal. Now,
1: I, I hear
0: a lot of people complain about Iron Jaws, to be honest with you, especially people who like orcs and play orcs. They just complain that these guys, for the cost and the points, um, it's just not dealing out the damage that they want it to deal out uh, or something like that. You know, you can't win with Iron Jaws. That's what I keep hearing.
1: I think that's a misnomer. I think the biggest limitation that they have is they have no mortal wound output at all. Really? Yeah. The only mortal wound output that they have is the cabbage.
0: Oh, that that is kind of bad. And then
1: the wizards. So you don't get a lot of mortal wounds on them. So you have to take the stuff to compensate for that which is a lot of the high rend, high damage, high attacks. Um, the Gorgunters get in quick. They are five wounds each at a four-up armor save. So they get in there and engage and tie up really quickly. So, again, with the War Chanter, you get them hitting really well. Um, now, if you build it as far as, like, continuing with this army, I would look at either an Iron Fist or a Gore Fist Battalion if you're going to build this into a full, proper size army, and then at that point, you may want to consider Gordrak, the really big cabbage. Right. He's your
0: your named character.
1: Yeah. um, His command ability only affects one destruction unit, or if it's part of a battalion, it affects the whole thing.
0: Uh, I
1: see. So with the battalion on either the Gorefist, which is... Three to five units of Gore Gruntas, if you want to go whole hog, as it were, um, or the Iron Fist, which is a I little bit more of a there. mix. what you did there. Don't think I did. I know. I know. It was clever. Super. It was clever. I, it's how you take home the bacon, man. Um, <laughs> oh man, I'm just hamming it up. Anyway.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I'm just letting you go with this. I'm not even. I'm not. You. You got this. There you go.
1: I'm just sizzling, ain't I? Um, oh. Yeah, the bad puns. Just so bad. So, um, in any event, if you're gonna do this, like the Gorefist Battalion gives a definite emphasis to the pigs. It lets them get more movement. Um, and then the Iron Fist essentially gives the units in that battalion the old destruction move again. So they get to move D6 inches in the hero phase on top of the Rampaging Destroyers' ability to potentially move some more. So it gets these slow-moving boys which only move like four inches on their base move across the table a lot quicker. Right. Which I think is one of their biggest faults is that they're slow.
0: But you would think they wouldn't be with those big piggies and stuff.
1: Yeah, the pigs are move nine and the cabbage is big, but the cabbage... Because he's on like a dinner plate, which is appropriate for a big cabbage, um... (laughs) He takes up a lot of space, and he doesn't have a lot of landing zones.
0: Oh, that is true.
1: His movement is limited just simply by how big he is. So, but in any event, as far as this particular box, it's really good for, like, layering techniques. Dry brushing, you can chip up the armor a little bit, or you can just hit the highlights. This also gives you plenty of those big armor plates for freehand, like dags or flames or checks. Uh, There's a lot of different spots that you can do that. Plus, you now have a banner that you can freehand, or uh, the pigs, you get a lot of different texture on them between the fur, the skin, and the tusk, and then you get all the armor on them. So there's a lot of different things you can do with this box.
0: As far as like the actual hobby aspect to it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, it, this one is really—it's such a good deal, but mm-hmm. at, at only about four hundred points, you got to buy two or three of them to get your to get the to, to bulk it out. That's where it starts. It starts to run into a little more uh, a little more expensive. Of course, that's not doesn't seem so bad. I mean. I'm comparing it to the Beast Claw Raiders where two boxes get you up to almost 1,600 points. But that is, that's that army, here, you know. Yeah, yeah. you need, four, you need three, four of them. but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you realistically only need two, maybe right. three, depending on how many pigs you want. Um, and then the weird knob box for the skirmish is a good start as well. Um, I really... Now, this... These two boxes show kind of a dichotomy with the star collectings. Because one is, it's all the same entry level. One is a more dollar value, but it's less points. The other is more points, but less of a dollar value. Yeah. So it's really just kind of a matter of what's important to you and the models that you like, of course. Um, if you decided to play Destruction and go with both, there is a battalion that lets you take Gore Gruntas and Mourn Fang in the Beast Claw Raider book. For uh-huh. so the Braggoth's Beast Hammer. So you could even combine these two armies into a cohesive force with a battalion of the Beast Claws.
0: Yep, there it is. Frostlord on Stonehorn, two Mornfang Packs, and two units of Gore hmm So
1: if you wanted to go there, all you have to do is one start collecting Beast Claws and two start collecting of the Iron Jaws and you have that battalion.
0: That's not bad at all. And you could even then you could ally in the hard uh, Boys.
1: Yeah, you could ally in the hard Boys. Can they take? Then, yeah, can they take Iron
0: Jaws? Can, no, can, no, they can't. So you can't ally. No, them they in. can't. You'd have to do that but, as a yeah. Yeah,
1: you could take the. But you could do this as a generic destruction. Do a mix. You'd have to get some generic battle line in there. Um, but there's still options here if you want to expand this beyond the star collecting boxes and actually incorporate other models or other armies together to make one force.
0: So we know it's a good money value but do you think, I mean, if you like Iron Jaws I think this is a great start.
1: Yeah. If you're going
0: to go straight Iron Jaws. Um,
1: yeah, if you're doing mixed destruction I don't know if this is a pickup.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm But if you're going to
1: be doing straight Iron Jaws get to. Yeah. I think and there's right. no reason not to do straight Iron Jaws. I think they are competitive. With the Allies rules, you can get the uh, Grot Spear checkers in from Mobs that gives them a shooting element that they didn't have before. And you get a little extra from the Allies with them, so... Plenty of good options, but if I'm not playing Iron Jaws and I'm playing Destruction, I don't know if I would pick this up.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Because if you go, there's, there's, there is better choices in the in the straight up Grand Alliance Destruction. Because um, they got to start collecting. What is this? What's in this? Start collecting green skins. I got to see this. Hold on.
1: We don't need to see that.
0: Oh yeah, no. This no. You don't want that either.
1: It's bad. Um, I know we should be like trying to t- talk up a lot of things, but the oh, green look. skins start collecting.
0: We'll leave this, not- we'll leave this for a future time when we, cause we're going to co- go through all of these eventually. And, uh, I don't want to bring down what we're doing, but yeah, bringing that by talking
1: is- about that. But. Um, so in any event, those are, this is just something we're trying out and trying to do Something a little different, folks. So
0: Yeah, it's our first time doing it and like I said, I'm you know I I I just wanted to talk about them. I thought it would be fun to talk about them, that they might be interesting. Um uh-huh. and these two like you said, these two are, are are show the dichotomy between, you know, between the the cost and, and what you're getting really vividly.
1: hmm uh-huh.
0: But uh yeah, you can get you can get decent destruction started from these. Next time we'll come back. Uh, we will revisit this um, with more uh, with more of these starting boxes. Um,
1: yeah, we may not do it every episode.
0: We, yeah, we, but this we is won't. a good
1: topic that we can. <laughs> well, yeah, but this is a good topic that we can come back to and continue to build on as things change and highlight the stuff that we think is cool.
0: And as we start to cover more of these, we can maybe start to you know like kind of rank them per value and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, value per box and things like that. There's all sorts of ways to break this down. I just I just figured it would be a, a nice step away. And we had people asking us, you know, what do I start with? What do I get? What do I? How do I start? Is this worth? Is this worth it? You know, monetarily, all of these. St- I haven't seen one yet that isn't worth it, the getting started box. It's just, um, are you going to be able to play with it? The way you want to So uh-huh. that's what it comes down to So that's uh, That's it for, for the for the start of getting started and getting It's got to start somewhere Yep So I think Are we done already? I know it's
1: weird It is really weird Well geez
0: if you average these last show and this show out We still got two long shows so whatever
1: Yeah um, um, But As a last note for everyone that is going to be coming to Adepticon, uh, thank you all very much for coming today. Um, we are, I personally am just floored by the response that we've had from people and we've had from everybody. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it more at the next episode, but, um, Just thank you, very truly. Yeah, we are
0: definitely. Yeah, we're definitely going to do a uh, Adepticon wrap up if for no other reason than um, our executive producer has asked that that be their their episode because they're coming to Adepticon and they want to come on and talk about it, and so we would probably be doing It is. Yeah. Well, hey, that's part of the perk. If you go in at that top level, you you get like once you know, like one time a year, you get to pick exactly what's going to be on the show. And maybe even come in for a guest segment for the thing that you're all excited about talking about, so
1: well, that is an incentive right there
0: <sighs> yeah, if you want to be a maniac, you go right ahead, um but yeah, so we'll be we'll be wrapping up and talking to we'll 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 break it down um a lot of the a o s stuff after after we do that, so that'll probably be next episode while it's fresh in our heads, will it uh-huh. not, yeah? And then, of course, by then, we'll be behind by about seven more books. So we'll just start jumping into some of that stuff.
1: At this rate, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to cover after that because we have no idea what's going to come out, what's going to be exciting. Because I'm telling you right now, those fish people come out. We're going to be talking about that before we go back and talk about this other stuff that we haven't talked about yet because that's new and exciting.
1: hmm
0: And we love us some new shiny.
1: Yes, and they'll definitely be shiny, maybe a little slimy,
0: oh yeah, they're reflecting with all the nice water,
1: yeah, yeah. I can definitely see myself doing this army
0: i'm, I'm, I'm and that that's, that surprises me because you are you have not you are not an elf player per se, so to uh for it, for it to get you wanting to wanting to play it and build it. That's, that's got me even more, the more intrigued The truth is
1: about these armies And this game is that whenever we do One of these stupid book reviews I want to play it Like when we were done with Legions and Nagash I wanted to paint a Bloodseeker Palanquin Not because <laughs> I particularly Want to play the army But I kind of wanted to play the army That's just how good the quality Is now
0: Yeah. Oh I don't disagree Not one bit you know it happens to me every time we do one of these reviews. Mm-hmm. So, heck, I was reading the the, the that stupid uh, Skaven, uh, Clan Pestilence. I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you sold that army years ago, doofus. It's a- yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, all right, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, because we got to get idea. going. Because um, we're—if you're listening to this, we are actually at Adepticon while you're listening to this. So, well, unless you're listening or to driving me. home, yeah, unless you're listening to it right away, then I'm dri- driving to Adepticon. But uh, please don't forget to check out uh, after Olenor, uh the Garage Hammer Horse Heresy Book Club on the Free Buddhist Network. Greg, Dan, and I do that. Lot of great shows there. Only place you can hear new episodes. Also, you can uh, just check out stuff on the website. You know, we've got the little sponsors page. We've got the link to the – if you want to get a, a shirt or a hoodie or something dumb like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, check out the Patreon page. See if you want to become one of the 1%. And well, since we're talking about that, before we go, we definitely want to thank the newest patrons. Uh, Peter Rasmussen, Dan Warner, Irvin Armitage, Evan Burr, and Joe Emery thank them all one more time for becoming part of the 1%. I think that's everything. I think so do. So, uh, alright, well, cool. Well, Alex, I will I know you're going to be busy as, uh, as a beaver, so I won't see you till Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I will see the rest of you at Adepticon who are going. Otherwise, we'll see you back here on the 10th with an Adepticon wrap-up and, uh, hopefully a better view of when the... F- when the when the who say, fishman, when the uh, when the new elves, the uh, the, the Deepkin. Deep yes, when the Deepkin will be coming. I'm just, God, I just can't stop thinking about it now. Bless America. All right, folks. Okay, so until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful know no
1: despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com/garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer@live.com. You can also find us on Twitter: David is at garagehammer, and Alex—that's me—is at Some kinda geek thirty original music by claire seabrook you can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash claire seabrook music finally if you want to join the garage hammer community as well as the aos community worldwide you can comment on our episodes in the show thread at the grand alliance forum that's tga.community or check out the garage hammer facebook page and as always thanks for listening